can't even relax. The name of the show is Unbothered, and I can't relax. Hello, mm-hmm. everybody, and welcome to Unbothered by Ty Rivera. I'm clearly bothered right now. My little dog is going crazy for no reason at all, but nonetheless, we come to you from high atop <laughs> Ty Rivera Studios, <laughs> a.k.a. Casa de Annoying Bijou. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Today, our guest is Miss Kayla Bernadette. Hey, y'all. She is the better half to uh, <laughs> Mr. Eric Abenante, who we had on two episodes, one episode ago, right before Samir Suri. Correct. Um, yeah. So uh, I want to talk to you about all sorts of fun stuff. But the thing was, um, right now, you just got some food. I from did. the place across yeah that's one of the last times i was truly bothered because i joke about being bothered by bijou right now but i'm not i'm not mm-hmm. tripping off of her <laughs> she's she's what she is and she's gonna be that so uh yeah you went to the chinese place well it's chinese mexican and guatemalan food oh nice is what they advertise <laughs> as they're the trifecta um apparently and so th- th- the thing was, I I don't go in there because me and the lady there got in an argument. Really? Over what? Well, the first time that we kind of got into it was because this bitch told me that you can't make a bean burrito. <laughs> yeah, she said that it's not possible. And I was like, I'm Mexican. <laughs> yeah, it's like, girl, this, this is practically Mexico. Yeah, so I uh, grew <laughs> up eating bean burritos. I know that you can make, you know, so she and then she said that, you know, she had been making burritos for 20 years and I looked at her and I felt like that you're late in the burrito making game. I'm sorry. I'm just picturing her resume. It's like uh, a <laughs> uh, 1984 to yeah. present. Yeah, there was a, a time that she yeah. took off from making burritos. Yeah. She was like, I'm just going to concentrate on the find, Chinese. She had to find herself in Guatemala or something. Yeah. And now yeah. she's. Now she so then this bitch says that okay so that day I was like in a mood where I was like whatever and I just went to another place and got a bean burrito because that's what I just mm-hmm. really was craving that day. Um, so then another time I walk in there with Bijou and Jerry and I know how it works oh. and I know you have to pay for your stuff first and you know that's I mean like I've been living here for like three years now and like you know I used to go there kind of a lot um, and so I go in. I order my food and then I'm like, but I want to drop my dogs off at my apartment. So can I just pay you right now? I don't know what I'm going to drink. I was like, just charge me for a drink and then I'll grab it when I come back. Uh-huh. And she was like, she was like, what kind of drink are you going to get? And I was like, oh, I don't know right now. I'll pick it out when I'm getting ready to leave. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, well, I need to know what drink you're getting so I know what to charge you. And I was like, I was like, yeah, well, just charge me for the most expensive one. And then I'll come back and pick whichever one I want. And then, you know what I mean? Yeah, like that sounds fair. I mean, soda. So yeah. it's going to be what? Like 40 cents or 20 cents? You know, the difference right. at the most. So I wasn't worried about that. I just wanted to get rid of my dogs real quick, you know, so I didn't have them in there. And also so I could just waste time, you know, like so my food's already ready and I don't have to just sit around and wait for it to be ready. Mm-hmm. But um, then she still insists that she has to know what kind of soda I'm getting. And I was like, okay, I don't know why you can't just charge me for the most expensive soda you have 
And then I just come back and pick whichever one. And then if you need to put it in, then put it in or do whatever you have to do. I mean, like maybe it's for inventory reasons, which I didn't say this to her, but I did say, you know, like put it in, put it in if you have like, Mm -hmm. you know, at the end. Um, But maybe it's for inventory reasons, you know, and you need to know which soda I took specifically. Okay, well, then do that when I come back for right now. You can just charge me. I can pay you so that my order is made and you guys start making it. I run across the street. So I just like at that point, I got annoyed with her. And so I was like, you know what? Just cancel it. And uh-huh. then she was like, um, she was like, fuck your mother. And that's what? exactly what she said. And that's exactly what she said. And I was like, fuck no. your mother, bitch. Yes. And then it fucking went to. And then, then you fucked her mother right in her Right face, in front of her face. Bought that bitch a plane ticket. You saw Body how old style. she was. So you can imagine right. how old her mother was. And I fucked that's her right, right there in front right. of her. <laughs> fucked her mother. Do some BDSM with the noodles. Just like tie them up. and. Maybe. Sorry. Maybe. Why not? <laughs> they're asian they're probably into some kinky shit bet i could finagle a hell of a massage out of it maybe anyway so yeah (laughs) so that's why i hate that bitch and we got in a whole argument and then she threatened to call the cops which only made me want to stay more because i was like there's nothing the cops are going to do about this you told me fuck my mother of course i'm going to be upset with you i mean it's not like you know I because I, I really that's the way she went from like just I was annoyed like cancel the fucking order if you can't fucking do something so fucking simple then cancel the fucking order I'm out of here right. and then she goes to fuck your mother I'm like, no that's disgusting yeah <laughs> so that's you know that's yeah. life when you're dealing with uh, annoying people that don't know how things work true uh you know never mind. Anyway, so uh, I brought the reason, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you was because um, I think you're, you might be able to explain to me some of what's been getting on my nerves about a particular community. The, uh, the feminist. The feminist, that's right. I'm just not a fan <laughs> of these whiny people. Yeah, that's, I, I can understand why. I'm, you know, I have to admit it. I grew up with, the, with Tumblr. I'm not sure if you've heard about the whole Tumblr community and... Yeah, just before we get to the Tumblr, so that uh, everybody knows who I'm talking to, can you describe yourself a little bit? Ethnicity, age, uh, okay. whatever you think I w- would be important for me to know. I'm sorry, can you say that again? Just your age, your ethnicity, and like if you think there's anything important for me to know, you know? Because sure. like sometimes people try to spring on me, like, you know, mm-hmm. I went through this much school. Like, they try to say that like it's supposed to be a big fucking, like, right. you know, conversation ender or something. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know if there's anything about you you think I should know. Well, I am 24. Mm-hmm. I'm from Florida. And here's the thing about my ethnicity. I'm black. Okay. But for some reason, ever since I was a child, people would always come up to my family and they'd always be like, what are you? What are you? Like, like I'm some kind of like alien. I'm like, I, I don't get it. I'm, to me, I think I look black. But apparently there's something about me or my family that makes people think that we're from the islands. Or yeah, I can see yeah, that for totally. Some, for some reason in this country. Brazilian or, yeah. Right, right. For some, re- for some reason in this country, if you're not purely dark-skinned with a flat nose in uh, an afro people think that you're mixed with other things mm-hmm. or they say that oh you're exotic you yeah know, are you you're exotic like we're some type of bird or something so <laughs> so yes i i am black um but here's the thing i was looking 
at uh, a photograph of mm -hmm. my great-grandmother, and apparently she was a white woman. So, irks on that whole thing. So I'm a little, I'm a little lost right Your now. Your great grandmother was a white woman. I don't know. I when I found that out, I marched straight to my local country club. I was like, <laughs> I need my membership <laughs> right now. <laughs> I put on my boat shoes. I was like, Mom, we're going full force. I got, I was, I made my mother go to Juicy Couture. I was like, Bitch, I'm fitting in with these Japs. Like we're doing it. Like, the white woman vibe. The yeah. white woman took over in you. Right. So. It, so you just found that out? This was pretty recent, yeah. I mean, my grandmother, she was always very light-skinned. So there was a little speculation. So I don't know. I might have to do a little DNA swap, but those things are never accurate. Yeah, that DNA swap. I just heard a joke about that the other day, and it was a joke that was really similar to like something I had thought of, not something I had said on stage or anything. Right. Like, I know that this comic didn't hear me or, you know, knew took it from me but like it's that uh ancestry.com commercial where that woman finds out she's part native american and she's like i can't wait to learn about my culture and it's like this bitch is going to be insufferable for the, next, she, she for the like, rest of her life she, <laughs> i can picture her showing up to the reservation like how y'all just like trying to <laughs> trying to like teach me your teach me how to like make your corn and do all this and trying to integrate yeah she's just, just gonna like, be bitch. unbearable it's just gonna be like oh nobody likes you <laughs> nobody she's gonna wear fucking uh santa fe print on everything <laughs> just, mm -hmm. oh Never mind. Yeah, that's that's one that's just uh, yeah, I got to be unbearable. So now you're the white woman version of that yeah. or the black version of that. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I guess take advantage of being white. That's right. <laughs> you yeah. um, so and then like, OK, and so you went to college or did you? I did. Right. Um, here's the thing. I am a product of Florida public school. Mm hmm. And for those that don't know, uh, Jeb Bush had his hand with that. He just took us and said, you know what? No child left educated, I guess. <laughs> because, because, <laughs> because there was a lot of us not learning stuff. So I, in school, you know, it was a little hard for me. So I ended up going to community college. Mm -hmm. I ended up with that. Um, I really wanted to go to a great school. I wanted to go to a university and all that. So I dropped out of uh, community college right away. And I said, you know what? I'm not doing what I love. I need to do what I want. And I went straight to film school. And uh, I ended up going to this film school in Orlando. It's called Full Sail University. And uh, it's a very, very expensive school. <laughs> but mm -hmm. um, OK, for those of you who don't know, uh, Full Sail, we're pretty much, OK, Full Sail students were pretty much drowning in loans. Like, <laughs> yeah, you guys. I when I left, it was about ninety thousand dollars for our bachelor's degree. In so film. you really had your heart set on Bernie. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you really were hoping this Bernie thing would oh, go yeah. through. You had a different kind of. I was like, Mama's got some <laughs> today. Like, stick out for us. But yeah, I went to film school for about two years, and I got a four year four year degree out of that. And uh, that's basically where I learned the ins and outs of the whole industry. I've learned basically every single job in film there. Uh -huh. it's, it's fantastic. I just think the loans are a little too much. But um, and when I went to that college, you know, it was a great atmosphere and everything. Had a huge gay population. 
And that's where I kind of started going to the gay clubs. Just a bunch of fags everywhere right, in film right. school, huh? <laughs> Just fucking disgusting. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking disgusting. You know, these fags, I mean, like, I love my people, but we're, mm-hmm. we're a lot. I mean, like, right. we are a lot. Like, there's a reason they don't allow you to drive down those streets near Melrose. <laughs> and, <laughs> 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 you know, those signs, like, where... <clears throat> I don't know if you guys have noticed, but over near Melrose where it says the words no cruising. Right. That is because of the fags. No way. Yes, oh. girl. We use it like and that's they, right well, behind those gay bars. But I just bring it up because like if you went to school with fags, there was some dirty shit happening in your fucking school. That's right. Like, <sighs> here's the thing. Like, in my school, I was trying to find myself and figure out what my sexuality was and all of that. So I would go to these clubs and I would just be free and I would dance and hang out with whoever. And one of the clubs that I would go to was Pulse. Oh, you used to go to Pulse. Right. And to this day, it, I guess, blows my mind is the wrong choice of words. Yeah, blew a lot um, of people's minds. Other parts, too. <laughs> <laughs> it just... That's kind of unfortunate what happened out there. (laughs) And um, and I would go to Pulse like every single weekend. Any lesbo action? A little bit. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. I knew we'd find it. I would go there by myself, so I guess people would automatically know that I was single. And I would go straight to the middle of the dance floor, and I would just dance my heart out. Just I I would pretend like, like it was my last night. That I was fucking dancing. Oh, you know? I've been I there. Would just dance I've my been heart there. Out. And there so meth, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, was on, I was on a lot of ADD so, pills. Okay, okay. So ADD maybe, pills. All maybe. right. Yeah, that, well, that is but fucking <laughs> meth right there. But maybe. If but you're um, Adderall in it? Was Adder- Adderall's for ADD, I, right? I have tried Adderall. Yeah. Mm hmm. Tweaker. Tweaker. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was prescribed it. But yeah, I would go to uh-huh. Pulse all the time. And like <laughs> <laughs> I've been prescribed you know a lot of things. Thai, you know what, Thai, <laughs> that whole prescription thing, that's a whole other podcast. If you yeah, we'll talk about it on But anyway, one. on to Pulse. So I would go there and like, there would be lines of people waiting to dance with me. Mm-hmm, Seriously, lines. Pulse was the most welcoming, the most friendly club in the world. Not a single, there was never drama no one ever fought there the music was amazing there was love everywhere like it, it was such a beautiful place and to know that one of the so molly was your thing i'm <laughs> getting it i'm i'm picking up <laughs> what you're putting down <laughs> i'm getting it molly some shrooms every yeah. once in a while so uh so you used to party at um pulse and then that like devastated you when you heard i'm sure that i was shocked yeah. Absolutely shocked. I remember reading one of the text mes- Mexi- text Mexicans. Text Mexicans, you um, <laughs> racist. How dare you? I remember <laughs> I remember reading the texts from one of uh one of the guys. He was in the bathroom and he was mm-hmm. saying, Mom, I'm in the bathroom right now. Oh my gosh, I think he's coming. And the second I read that, I had flashbacks to when I would be in those bathrooms. You know, just hanging out with some of the gay guys, just like taking selfies in the mirror and it, it was just and to know that people got slaughtered right fucking there, it's still like, sh- I'm shaking right now. It's still like crazy to this day, but. Yeah, no, that's horrible. Um, yeah. But, you know, 
that's what happens when uh people feel like they can't express themselves that's right you know and that's like in in my opinion that's kind of what keeps happening that that people that's why i'm a strong proponent of people should be able to say whatever's on their mind because at least then you know they're thinking it and also they get to vent it a little bit you know making things unspeakable i think is what makes people do unspeakable things like suddenly it's you know it's something that if you had been able to talk to a friend about it it could have maybe very easily been diffused. Right. But since you feel like you can't even say that you're having this, these feelings or you think Mm -hmm. this way, um, then all you have is online encouragement or the people that kind of want to lead you in a way that's not the most productive. I see that happening on both sides really. And that's why Mm -hmm. I think I have a problem with, uh, like when, we were talking about feminism, like one of my things with um, the way that new school feminism works mm-hmm. out is in a lot of cases, it seems like rather than want equality, they want their vote or their word to mean more with a lot of the feminists that I d- have dealt with, especially online. I think what it really is, is we just want people to be aware of what we go through because I think we've got, we've, gone through years and years of our voices being silenced Mm -hmm. you know and I think we're finally entering an age where all of these issues are finally being brought up to the public Mm -hmm. you know like 10 15 20 years ago we weren't talking about you know sexual abuse or any of these things on this level you know with Twitter and all of that and and I think finally these things are coming out of the woodworks and people just want to be heard do you ever wish though as a feminist because i don't know um you know specifically or uh, how you express yourself as a Mm -hmm. feminist because i've had like some of my older feminist friends hit me up like uh over private message after i'll post like you know fuck feminist and (laughs) like that kind of stuff like the kind of stuff that i post uh when i'm angry with these people i'll have my friends that are old school feminists hit me up and be like you know some of the stuff the younger people do do the do just makes me sad like it's not what we were fighting for it's not what Mm -hmm. we were about so do you notice a lot of that or are you more on the cheerleading side where you think that all of these things should be an issue you know what i actually talk about this in my uh, set a few times there are some issues in feminism that i do think we should be talking less about Mm -hmm. that i do think don't really matter in the grand scheme of life. Yeah. And I think one of those issues is body hair. And I know this coming from, as an ex Tumblr user, uh, it's probably gonna bite me in the ass when I become famous. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you see a lot of the whole thing with armpit hair. And I see this mostly with upper class women or white women who are trying to, you know, sh- they're, they're trying to grow their armpit hair and in dye it different colors. And, you know, that's great and all. But when you go to their blogs, that's their main cause. Their main cause is like sex and, and body hair and body issues. It's like there are other things. There are more. I agree. Like we can talk <clears throat> about that. And, you know, I got to be honest with you because mm-hmm. like you bring this up and it's something I've thought about. Because right. I've had a few friends that have um, decided to 
be natural and not mm-hmm. shave their armpits. And like if they're wearing like a, you know, tank top, a wife beater, something like that. The whole time they're talking, all I can think is, bitch, can you shave those pits already so I can take you seriously? All I keep looking at is your fucking hairy pits. Like, <laughs> and I know that that's not the way I should see yeah. it. I'm not saying I'm right to see it this way, but I really do. So if people make, if people are making that their actual thing, like where that's like, because you're saying there's a community, because I didn't even know this. I didn't know they had a community that was encouraging them. It makes sense that they do now that I think about it but I never thought about that it's not it's not that there's a community it's just you, you'll go to some of these women's blogs and half of their selfies are them just like with their arm up it's like okay or them showing their pubic hair or sometimes they'll Oof. make art out of their period blood and it's like what are yeah you doing? yeah that's yeah okay I, mean, I have to admit I mean I don't I don't get grossed out looking at that stuff I'm an artist if that's how you want to express yourself honey go ahead yeah go ahead if you want to drench yourself in period blood and reenact your birth go ahead you know what but there's a lot of period blood if that's your main <laughs> cause and what are you, what are you doing heavy flow bitch we're yeah. talking about here. right and, and, and the other problem is you know we'll have free the nipple parades yeah which are great uh-huh and we'll have slut walks which are fantastic but where are the parades for the women who are dying because they're women and can't get an education? Where are the parades for the girls who can't go to school because they get their periods? Or, you know, it's like there are bigger th- issues out I there. I agree that on that, really 100%. Yeah, like for. it's uh, like right. picking a lot of easy battles in some cases exactly. and then forgetting all about the one that actually might make a difference or would make a difference, really. Sure. Um, yeah, especially with the amount of time and energy that these people will devote to arguing these things online. You would think if they did it, like, channeled it towards something more positive, then right. they could really make a change, you know? Because at the end of the day, whether or not you shave your armpit hair isn't saving the world or even starting exactly. towards it, you know? Where, yeah. like you're saying, if it's something more like, you know, to uh, fight for women's rights to get education in different countries, that's something that actually obviously is important Mm -hmm. you know yeah that's i i think i feel you on a lot of that especially um because when it comes to actual feminism i'm down but it's like the new school like i'm just i want to whine for nothing it's like no i don't have your back on that at all um and then sometimes it's stuff where i'm somewhere in the middle like cat calls like my area is if some of the stuff these people complain about that they call cat calls, I feel like come spend an afternoon in my neighborhood yeah, right. and see what cat calls are right. really like. See what it's like when they are aggressive. I walked through the park with my friend Cassie and it was a whole different world. <laughs> you know, like I like I even felt like stop being such a creep. I mean, like she sees you or, you know, you already said hello. It's time. to. But like uh, when they did the experiment, the cat calls the the video for YouTube, Mm -hmm. that I think was not helpful at all because she was taking even just polite hellos as cat calls. And when somebody says hello, you can't be like, ugh, these cat calls. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, exactly. It's like they said hello. <laughs> You know, it's it's one thing when a man comes up to you and he's like, "Hey, you know, you, you kind of look nice," or "or hello, miss," or "how how you doing?" or something like that. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. But there are some men who will straight up be like, "Damn, what's that pussy like?" And you're just like, "What?" You know, and what it's is happened it like? to me. <laughs> it's happened to me. <laughs> what so is it many like? 
<laughs> good question, though. Good, yeah, question. good question. <laughs> you know, it, I've, it's happened to me so many times where I've just learned to make a sketch out of it. Mm-hmm. I learned to have fun with it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you want to you want to do a scene? OK, let let's yes. And let's do a scene. You know, so sometimes, you know, a man, he'll he'll if you say something nasty, I'll just stop and I'll act like I'm about to throw up or I'll just be like <laughs> or something like that. Or I'll just or I'll just look at them crazy or I'll just like. Yeah, that's a good a defense. A lot of people don't understand if you mm-hmm. can make people think you're crazy, people leave you alone right away. Right. Like if you can do a good crazy, they'll they'll definitely leave you I've alone. I've had some practice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but uh, you know the stuff that people complain about. It's like in a lot of cases, I feel like did you ask him to stop or did you publicly shame them? Because that's what I've done with people in my life, and I think that sometimes people try to make a cause out of the fact that they're not strong enough to do what they have right. to do in just a regular everyday situation that all Mm -hmm. of us have to deal with in different ways like you may get catcalled i get asked for cigarettes either way we're both getting bothered right you know either way we're both being stopped in our day and what we want where we want to be and like there are different levels of even people asking you for a cigarette there's the people that'll try to shake you down and act like you owe them something when you tell them you don't have one you know so we all get but like so i guess my thing is a lot of times it's like don't you think a lot of these women should figure this out maybe in diaries instead mm-hmm. of on blogs? <laughs> you, <laughs> you, know? Um, <laughs> you know what? I think there are some things maybe, but I think it is great that it's online so that we can see these concerns, you know, so that we can see what it is that women go through. Because I'm sure there are some men that had no idea that women felt that way. I've even had I've even had friends catcall women in front of me, and I've even been like, wait, well, why 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 did you do that? Mm-hmm. And they and they and they and they're just like, oh, well, I I just wanted to fucking do it. Most of honestly, most of the times, guys just do it because they can. And it's so sometimes you you, How you just they can't cat take that call? seriously. Hmm? But like what they do? How they catcall? They'll just be like, apes, apes. Hey, Ma, hey, hey, come over here, hey, hey, get over, hey, Ma, or, like, something like that, or or they'll just be like, hey, what you doing, or I don't know. Yeah, I guess I don't have a lot of friends that really can't call, mm-hmm. and the other thing is, like, I don't see what's wrong with meeting people on the street. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think some, some people I know, like, friends of mine even, uh, don't mind being approached on the street by like a nice looking guy. So at what point does it get like, you know, it's only because you're ugly and I wouldn't fuck you that I find this annoying. Or if it was like some good looking guy that was doing the same thing, you might be like, what are you, you know, up I to? Have thought about <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Bec- uh, honestly, it's almost never a good looking guy. 100% of the times for me, it has never been someone that I would actually go out with yeah it's usually men that are creepy because I've, I've i remember i was walking down hollywood boulevard and this man was like hey i've seen you before you got that tight ass i'm like what the fuck and i was like what the hell do you think you are you know and 
I, I wouldn't have given him the time of day and for him to talk to me like that. It's just like, who are you? Yeah, you I agree. Know, that's 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 um, some men crossing think the line. Some men think that, that tight ass. just because there's a woman alone or just because there's a woman that they have to do something. They have to talk to her. It's like you don't have to do anything. Like, like why can't why can't why can't you just be like wow that's a great looking looking person and then just like let them walk away you know it's i don't i don't get it and there's other ways that you can tell a woman that she's beautiful that you're interested you know you could say you know that's a nice dress you have on or i agree i just maybe maybe a feminist would take that but like the other thing that i've noticed is like the women that are complaining about it aren't usually the prettiest either like since we're on that subject It is like this sweater-wearing bitch in flats is acting like everybody's just hot on her. And it's like, no, that's not your reality, hon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I hate to be the one to break it to you, but that's not you. (laughs) You know, you're not that girl. But I don't know why that is either, because, like, all of us are looking at these people that write these blogs. You know, when we have a chance to see them, Mm -hmm. we all take a glance because it's like, you know... What's this beauty that can't make it down the street without being harassed constantly? <laughs> let me let me have right. a gander. <laughs> let me yeah. <laughs> and then you look and you're like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the glasses are the least of your worries, sister. <laughs> you know, I've actually have known people who are okay with being catcalled. Yeah, like, I know people that are okay with being catcalled, yeah. and I also know people that just navigate it uh, like instance by instance you know like they're just like okay let me go case by case on this one and you know i just i guess i don't understand it being such a violation like i understand if things get on people's nerves or there's certain things that they don't want to deal with on certain days but we all feel that way and to me sometimes when they make it like one of the points of what's supposed to be feminism that's where i get like nah, i really don't have your back on that Mm -hmm. um there are certain the other day I was, um, I got kicked off of a comedy group and I didn't say anything wrong. I was just letting them know that, uh, cause this lady was talking about her lady team, which it hadn't occurred to me that, that they were talking improv talk. I thought they were comics. Anyway, I'm fine with everything they're saying, even though they're giving their opinion quite a bit at the same time, you know, like this is the reason what happened. Let me start (laughs) from the beginning. What happened was these ladies had gone to a comedy show, mm-hmm. apparently improv, which I hadn't realized at the time. I th- thought they were at a stand-up show. And then they said that uh, the stuff that was going on on stage was misogynistic and whatever else, which I'm still with you. That's your opinion of what it was. Cool. Then uh, they decide to get up and leave. And then I guess the people in the show started roasting them. Which oh. I don't know how that works at improv. I didn't know that they could be that like, you know, but whatever. Improv kids <coughs> usually aren't that mean. Yeah. So maybe it was improv people went what, to what watch a stand up show. <laughs> what kind of insults did, did, did they fucking use? Like you, you fucking little you, you like what? I don't get it. Like, yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> it's this is just you meanie pants. Like <laughs> this was just what it was on the, you know, on the thing. So yeah. then. OK, so they started like, you know, like harassing them on the way out i think that was the word she used which i assume is roasting you know if that if you're getting harassed from the stage then you would be Mm -hmm. probably getting roasted in some way um which all this i'm cool if you're bothered by it or whatever uh but then they get to the part where they're like um at the end of the post this person was Mm -hmm. like 
I think we as comics need to be looking at each other during shows and asking ourselves, is this making anybody uncomfortable? Uh, Yeah, this or am I uncomfortable right now? And then basically letting each other know, like policing each other on this. And that's where I feel like comedy and feminism have to be two separate things, just like comedy and any kind of activism have to be two separate things Mm -hmm. because I, you're right. I should be sensitive to all of these things if I'm working in an office or if I'm calling myself a feminist or, you know, if I'm at a particular particular rally and want to fit in with the group. These are things that I should keep in mind. But right. as a comic, what's important to me is what's funny. So right. what I had let this person know on the post was I was like, if you and your lady crew... Um, Mm-hmm. It was something like if you and your lady crew are worried about getting offended, live performance probably isn't for you. And then I was like, the only safe space is the apartment you pay for. That's and true. they um, took that as me saying that women should not be, a, that I was trying to discourage women from being at comedy shows. And I was like, no, I'm saying anybody. And I put the anybody in all caps. I was like, anybody that gets easily offended is not made for live performance. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. Like at a stand up show. And then I was going, like, talking about stand up. At that point, I started ma- mentioning stand up. And then they started trying to tell me how stand up mm-hmm. was supposed to work. And I felt like, yeah, I've never heard of any of you. You know what? Those, <laughs> are, those are just people who, who have never been told no in their life mm-hmm. or have never faced any sort of adversity or anything. If you can't laugh at the flaws of whatever you are, like if you can't laugh at being black or being gay or if you can't make fun of that or yourself, or then what's, what's the point of living? Yeah, you know, no, I agree. Like, why are you taking everything so hard? It's like if something's funny and it's offensive, fuck it, who cares? You know, I've heard mental health jokes that were probably would make me cry, but no, they're funny, you know? And yeah, well, like I, I, I figured you were on the cooler side because yeah. um, you go to Garage Open Mic, which we all know mm-hmm. you can hear anything there. You never know what you're going to hear there. If you, if you don't want to get triggered, that is That's not right. a mic for you. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I'm really glad that I beat all of that offensiveness i'm really glad that i beat all of that offensiveness like out of me or whatever Mm -hmm. i mean like i mean sorry i'm glad that i beat feeling offensive out of me we'll edit that um (laughs) but uh because i grew up very christian and very very conservative so when i was in middle school some some of my friends would curse and i'd be like guys don't say that you can't say that okay what are you doing you can't do that like god is watching he's he's listening to you right now you cannot curse like that's really bad we're all gonna go to church okay it's we're gonna go on sundays we're gonna pray and then oh my gosh we should get baptized okay we okay we're gonna get baptism outfits it's gonna be really cute like i would just go on and on with trying to convert everyone trying to convince everyone what religion were you uh, Southern Baptist. Okay. So I came from a place where I was always offended all the time. Yeah. And and then public school happened. And now nothing offends me because eventually you have to say, you know what? Life isn't catered to me. It's not about me. You know, as a Christian child, I would watch South Park and they would do like the stuff with Jesus. And I would be like, this is terrible. What are they doing? The show should be canceled. I, I'd be like crying. And then eventually I was like, you know what? 
this is life. Yeah, that's life, that's man. a part of like, my my thinking when I get um, when I notice what it is I'm supposed to put up with uh, as opposed to what it is other people are supposed to put up with, uh-huh. because. I get it that these people have their particular triggers. uh, But like, you know, if I were to say what one of the things was that offended me when I was first starting to do stand up and if I were to still hold that, it would be that. Like when people talk about how they don't believe Mm -hmm. in God, just because I grew up believing in God and I do believe in God. Like when people talk about not believing in God, sometimes there is a part of me that gets like, who the fuck are you? I know, I'm like, and I know Whoa. I could really fucking wreck their set. You I'm know, like, like, I know. <laughs> but I just, you know, let it go because it's comedy and right. it's supposed to be funny. And if it's funny, it's la- I laugh. And so, like, at this point, I pretty much got it completely to where I'm just like, you know, if it's funny, I laugh. Right. If it's not, I don't. But every once in a while, those sorts of statements will kind of hit me a little bit the wrong way. But I know that it's, you know, it's everybody's right to say whatever they feel is funny. And then you let them know what you like and what you mm-hmm. don't like by either laughing or not laughing. That's what our jobs are, you know, even as, especially as comics when we're doing the open mics together. Cause uh-huh. you know that a lot of times there's no real audience there. It's just comics. So the best thing we can do for each other is be honest with our laughter. You know, True. if something's funny, laugh at it. If it's not, then don't. I don't need you humoring, be- humoring me because we're friends. That's one of the things I don't need from my friends ever. I don't feel like I need you to laugh. If I, you, uh, just make me look good. Like for what? Mm. The open mic? Just I, <laughs> I needed you to get a read off this material, and that's you know what the other comics are good for. Like you yeah. being offended or whatever else. That doesn't factor into my thinking. I can't think about that because with me, there's so many things. Just and I do a joke about it where me just being me is offensive to some people i'm gay i'm mexican and i look asian you know and uh, like so uh-huh. for some people that's too much so what am i supposed to do not be me and i was mm-hmm. you know already out into like when i first started doing comedy i used to have a lot of people politely tell me or suggest that i shouldn't talk about being gay that much or maybe i should just well. not mention it like these were the things that people would tell me when i first started doing comedy so at that time if i had listened to what they thought was offensive or i shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. then i just completely wouldn't talk about me and i don't know what my act would be about i guess you know weird observational humor yeah. nothing personalized <clears throat> you know so for me i i'm just not really with the whole like i'm offended so we need to change this or make sure that the other's comfortable i don't think anybody should be comfortable at a at an open mic except for comics that's right i feel like regular people should be somewhat uncomfortable because you're looking at raw material in a lot of cases ideas we thought of that day Mm -hmm. we're just trying to work this out and I need to be able to say everything because sometimes I'll just go on these rants and I'll let my mouth work faster than my brain does. Mm-hmm. And I'll just let stuff come out. And a lot of times I'll find something in the like bobbing and weaving of right. it. But I don't know where I'm going and I don't know what I'm going to say on my way to where it is I'm trying to get to. So if I have people getting offended throughout and judging me off of every single word coming out of my mouth and it's like, yeah, I can't do what I need to do. And I'm at a place that yeah. you want to talk about a safe space. This is supposed to be a safe space for comics. This is supposed exactly. to be where we actually think and are free, you know. Right. So uh, I, I guess that's also what's gotten on my nerves about like what's calling itself feminism is a lot of feminists have found their way 
into comedy one way or another and now mm-hmm. think it's their job to make sure that we all talk a certain way and think a certain way. Yeah. I'll try to catch one of them to trying to tell me what to do. See what happens now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I mentioned this to the listeners, but uh, I have a female symbol stick and poke on my middle finger that I uh-huh. did myself. So, yeah. What'd you do it with? Indian I, ink? Yeah, India ink and a needle. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of ironic. I, well, I don't think it, it's really that ironic, but part of me r- kind of wants to be a housewife <laughs> as well. <laughs> so I'm a little bit of like a hardcore feminist, but part of feminism is, you know, believing that women should choose whatever life they want. And if you want to be a housewife and if your husband or whatever is okay with that. and, and Yeah, well, not? really, so. I think that's all feminine, feminism is and should be. Right. Like the real definition of it. It's like you should have the choice. It's not you have to be a career right. woman and that has to be what you want. I mean, yeah. my mom I, ran our house and she exactly. didn't call herself a feminist, <laughs> but she ran <laughs> our house and was in charge of everything. And I I don't my think her and my well. dad were equals because my dad knew to fucking relax, <laughs> you know, Mine like too. let that's, her do what she had to do. That's exactly how my parents are. All the women in my family are very strong make a lot of money, very powerful, and all the men are just laid back like, yeah, what's up? I'll just smoke this joint in the corner. <coughs> yeah, my mom was a housewife housewife, and still ran it from there. It just right. wasn't like, you know, yeah. yeah, my dad's job was to go get the money, but mm-hmm. that's, and I don't think he would be at all insulted or offended by me saying it. That's all his job was, just mm-hmm. go get the money. She, like, pretty much figured out, like, took care of everything as far as bills went, you know, like, that's all at home stuff. She let us right. know, let him know when we needed to get beat. <laughs> <laughs> we vi- we didn't get spanked much at all, but, I like, did. we did used to get spanked. <laughs> yeah, we, we did. U- it wasn't completely uncommon. It wasn't like, you know, wow, that happened? It was like, no, yeah. every once in a while. It's funny because <laughs> even, even though my mom was, like, the powerful one, whenever she would spank us, I'd be like, that's all you got? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's got to be dad that spanks you. My mom... <laughs> Because she was very nurturing, too. So she was, like, an equal mix of both. Like, she was powerful financially, but she was, like, t- way too nurturing on the mother's side. You know, so. my mom was an asshole, or is an asshole. Yeah, I love her, but she's, she can't do it. she's a real <laughs> dick. <laughs> I love her, love her, love her, but Aww. she's just such a, a, a troll. That's what I would really call my mom, mm-hmm. is she's a troll. <laughs> She Aww. just likes to say so. shit to get on your nerves. She'll take the opposite side of the argument just to do it. Like, sometimes you're like, you don't even believe what you're saying. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, OJ was innocent as far as she um, went. Yeah, I've had my mom say something. <laughs> and she'll still, she'll still argue it with you. She'll still be like, I don't care what you say. She'll tell you in so many words, I don't mm-hmm. care what you say. Yeah, we had we had like a conversation about the whole Mike Brown thing, and she, and she, and she was just like, "What? I don't I don't see anything." I'm like, "Girl," <laughs> so like it it happens. <laughs> Where were you on the Mike Brown thing? Oh boy, I would rather not uh, get too into this, but it's you took an unpopular position. Oh, no, 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 I'm I I I'm on the Black Lives Matter stance. I I think the whole thing is wrong. I think what happened should not have happened. And I think it's terrible that these cops are getting away with it. And 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 Mike Brown (laughs) specifically, though, because Mike Brown seemed to have been fucking up. 
Like that's. I see. Here's the thing. I don't. I try not to look too into the personal lives of the people that. No, but like the the incident itself, like during the incident itself, Mm -hmm. he actually hit the cop. I. Wow, I didn't know that. That's what they ended up coming back with. I read a thing about it where they did. Until now. Yeah, check out the investigation thing on them. Like, it turned out not to be the exact story that that people were giving on his behalf or whatever. You Mm -hmm. know, it turned out not to be exactly as they had put it. And that is what got on my nerves with Black Lives Matter is they still continue to push that. And that's like the Mm -hmm. Ferguson Foundation is them talking about Mike Brown. And I just don't like I said way back in the day that on that one, um, I agree with the poster, but not the poster boy. So I couldn't I couldn't be on board with that. You know, like when when people say Black Lives, even them calling it Black Lives Matter was made to make us argue. Because then I have to say that black lives don't matter, <laughs> hmm. which isn't what I'm saying. You know, that's not what I'm saying at all. Like, technically, of course, black lives matter. Right. But just sometimes people get themselves in dumb situations. And I wouldn't care if you were Mexican like me or white or whatever you were. I'm just like, yeah, that mm-hmm. is unfortunate. But you shouldn't hit people that have guns. That's very much where I guess I'm. You could say that. True. That's yeah. very much where I'm at it. At it with with the, just as a person who's. I feel like I'm my own best defense in every situation. So if I can keep myself out of bad situations, that's right. what I'm gonna do, you know. But to like. Like I said, I've been mad before and wanted to take off while the cops were running my information. Just because I'm so pissed Mm -hmm. off because I'm getting this ticket and I don't think I deserve it. And really, like, you know, all the thoughts we all have when we get pulled over by a cop when we're about to get a ticket and I don't fucking need this Uh and it's going to be expensive. And I just want to fucking show this asshole and just take off. Just, you know, high speed chase. (laughs) Yeah, I never really get pulled over. Yeah. Probably once. (laughs) And he was just I I think he wanted to check and see, like, what the deal was. (laughs) Because, you know, it was it was around the same county that the whole Trayvon Martin thing happened mm-hmm. in. So I guess he was like, oh, what's this about? But he, he, he just let me go, and that was it. Yeah, yeah I, my experiences with the police have been all over the place. Yeah. Like, I've gotten along really well with police. I've had them let me off with warnings and be really cool with me, and then I've had more on the asshole side. Then I've had complete dicks. Uh-huh. I've, I've experienced a lot with, the, you know, different types of cops. I just, I don't know. When it comes to Black Lives Matter, I think a lot of times they just will make a big deal out of cases where it's like, yeah, you can defend that if you want to, but it's just not the strongest one. Like, I don't know why they haven't really taken... In my opinion, they should have capitalized on the Philando Castile uh, Uh the way that they did Mike Brown. They should have given that kind of energy to that one because that one actually upholds their Mm -hmm. case. That one's like, yeah, they were doing everything right aside from a broken taillight. And, uh, you know, everybody can get behind that where it's like, you know, broken taillight, you know, that could happen to anybody. And it's not, you know, whatever. Um, But just like I think that they should have went after it with that same Mike Brown fervor. (laughs) 
<laughs> instead of it's, it's, it just to me they, they they pick bad ponies <laughs> it's like i can't do this uh same with gay people in a lot of cases where i just feel like they go after shit that i don't really care about like you know gay marriage was a thing to them and it's like yeah i guess you know if that you really want to make that what your whole life is about and make it seem like i'm second class citizen because i can't get married but Maybe not being mar- being able to get married has saved me more than I would have saved myself when I was younger because I was engaged several times. That's no secret. None of them fucking lasted. I sit before you a single woman. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say the same. <laughs> yeah, you've got a man. Don't brag. <laughs> no, <I'm> kidding. <laughs> He's here. I see him. <laughs> no, it took it. Honestly, it took a while. I did not have luck in the dating department before i met him and (laughs) how was it being a pretty girl on the um open mic scene how long were you on the open mic scene before you met eric i okay i started in i started in january of 2006 15 okay so i've been doing this for about two years or a year and a half ish Mm -hmm. and um when i first arrived on the scene i'll never forget this i was about to sign up to do the Laugh Factory open mic. And apparently sign-ups are at 6. And I was like, okay, great. I have to be there at 6. Now, for those of you that have done the mic, you know that you have to show up like seven Two. hours earlier. Two in the afternoon. If you want a spot. Yeah. So I show up at 6. There's like 15, 20 people there. And I get out of the car. And I'm wearing a floor-length blue dress. A black faux fur coat. It gets better. White opera length gloves. And I'm like, I'm here for the open mic. <laughs> uh-huh. What are you going to do, then, Natasha Leggero? No, I do get compared to her. But, I, <laughs> but I, I'm into a lot of the old 50s and 60s, kind of like in 20s vaudeville things. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay. And I was watching a lot of Dean Martin uh the, you, know, you know, the little variety shows yeah. at the time. So it was like, okay, this is my thing. This is my look. I'm going to do this. So I show up there, and there's all these guys just looking at me like, oh, my gosh. And, <laughs> <laughs> and my roommate just drops me off, leaves me with them. And I'm just like, okay. And th- right away, I'm like, you guys, d- does the mic start? And there's all these guys, and they're like, um, well, yeah, but you have to get here earlier. And I'm just like, okay. And this this one guy, he w- I don't want to say his name. He was like, oh, well, um, he was trying to tell me some information about the mic. And I was like, oh, thanks. Uh, next time, I'll be there at this time, blah, 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 thanks. And he's like, well, maybe I can get your number. We could write some jokes together. You know, I'll help you out a bit. And I was like, yeah. I-, I didn't know how to write jokes at the time. So I was like, oh, yeah, sure, we could do that. But I'm a very, like... I, I can see here's the thing I can hang out with men and not have sex with them or anything at all uh-huh. so I was like yeah we'll sit together write jokes da 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 like I'm very business oriented yeah. I'm like yeah we're gonna do this and I exchanged numbers with him and just endless text and I was like okay this isn't it went from yeah we should write together to uh, let me know when you want your toes licked I was like uh, okay never doing that again yeah. so it was it was a little rough at first there were moments when I would try to, uh, I did tell a comic that I, I was interested in him, and he rejected me. <laughs> oh, really? So, um, yeah, that, that was that. It's like I, I've had my moments where people would just flock to me in the beginning, but, um, you know, I, there's a few other 
you know, girls on the scene that have taken my place. And I just, I just let everyone flock to them instead. I'm, I'm like, okay, I'll be over here. Yeah, but corner. nothing <laughs> will make you lose your shine like open mic comedy. Right. Like sometimes somebody will seem really hot and then you'll hear their story and you're like, you are damaged. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it really will. Like sometimes you're just like, whoa. Exactly. <laughs> Glad I didn't have to go to coffee to learn that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, being a woman on the scene, you do get those guys that are like, you do get those older men that <laughs> that are like, yeah, I could teach you, you know, what happens around here. Yeah. And then you, you believe them, but sometimes you're, you're like, okay, I know what you're doing, but I'm bored, so why not? <laughs> oh yeah, I and, know and I'm bored, so why not? Yeah, oh, so, so then you get this little sexual <laughs> slash. That might be the name of my book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did. I did go through the little thing where it's like I was dating a few comics who were quote unquote established, so they would teach me a few things about the business while we were hooking up, and and then there were a few open micers that I, you know, I dated, but we're, we don't have to, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sure it's fun, but at yeah. the same time, you have to deal with the creeps. I guess that's the other yeah. thing I don't get when people make it seem like creeps are such a big deal. Because for the most part, creeps are kind of easy to lose. Yeah. I did have an incident where I I was at the comedy store, and I was on the phone with my mother. And I was like, hey, I'm at the store. You know, I'm just doing a you know, an open mic, I'm doing Kill Tony or something. And she was like, okay, but be careful, because, you know, those men. And I'm like, mom, they're comics. They don't know how to talk to women, so I'm fine. Lo and behold, later that night, I'm coming back from a late night show. Mm -hmm. I think it was the show Go Up or something like that. And, um... Sundays wait, at 11 o'clock. Whatever, I don't comedy know Comedy store was. belly room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and, uh, Sundays at 11 o'clock, comedy store belly room. Right. <laughs> show and Up, Go Up. And I was walking. Bucket of destiny. <laughs> Bucket of bar tabs. <laughs> Score your set. Um, Segments. Lots of coke and acid. Um, anyway. <laughs> and I was walking back in this. I was with this other female comic or used to be comic. And we're walking. And then this other male comic, he starts coming up to us. And he's like, hey, do you guys need a ride? And we're like, no, no, we're fine. We don't need a ride. And then we keep walking. And then we notice that he's still following us. And I was like, hey, so we don't need a ride. We're good. And he's like, are you sure? Are you sure you don't need a ride? And he comes up to me. And he starts touching on my stomach. And we were like, oh, my gosh, get away from She was like, get away from her. And I'm like, get off of me. What the fuck? And then the great, amazing Don Barris, you know, the Ding I Dong show or had just got out. He and his crew, they all come out in their car and they notice us right there on the sidewalk. And they were like, hey, is everything okay? And we were like, no, nothing's okay. We were like, no, we need to get to our car, you know. And they were like, is this guy bothering you? We were like, yeah. So we got in the car. We got in, in Don's car. And he was like, look, I don't like what that guy was doing. I'm going to drive you guys to your car safely. I want to make sure you guys are okay. He really made sure that that, that guy didn't do anything weird with us. And, and that story 100% makes my point. Right. People are so worried about language policing, but Don Barris is the man <laughs> who bailed you out in that situation. And if anybody ever heard Don yeah. Barris's set, <laughs> they would assume he was the most misogynistic, most uncaring person in no. the fucking world. 
and Don Barris. Like that's exactly why I think people should yeah. stop worrying so much about words and and concern themselves more with intentions and actions. Mm-hmm. You know, worry more about that. Like, what's the person really thinking? Because all these like, and I brought it up the other day on Facebook. But all these alt boys and improv boys pretend to be really good guys and like they're uh, they're feminists. They're everything they're no. supposed to be. But they're always the one that are f- the ones that are getting accused of raping people or being sexually aggressive. Because where then you have more like the you know hardcore shit talking open mic like bar open mic type mm-hmm. and yeah they'll talk all sorts of shit on stage and get all that fucking annoying aggression out at that point but then once they you talk to them one on one they're actually cool guys and they're they like are. with me I say whatever the fuck I want I use the word bitch all the time I talk a lot of shit but like when people talk to me I talk to I treat them with respect yeah. as long as you're being respectful with me I'll be respectful with you you know opposite with a lot of these people the way that a lot of the people that want to call themselves um, open-minded and liberal Mm. and all the things that they call themselves, even social justice warriors. uh, Like, you know, it's weird to me that there are people that wear that as like a badge of honor. Like, yeah, I'm kind of an SJW. And it's like, you think that's a good thing? No, those are some of the most uptight people. Yeah. Honestly. And and you just mentioned it, the the bar guys. Uh, I remember I was... Uh, when I used to date another comic, uh, we would kind of hang out with uh, Jeff Carasalis mm-hmm. sometimes. And I remember he would he would say some of the most outrageous things on stage. And when I first started, I would hear a set and I think, oh my fucking gosh. Now I hear it and I love it. And I remember having a conversation with him. And at the end, he, he goes, was, was that too mean? Was what I said too mean? And I, and I was like, wow, <laughs> yeah, he's probably going to kill me for saying this. But I was like, no, I think he's really a sweetheart on the inside. Yeah, no, Jeff Carasalis really is a great a guy. guy. He really is a great guy. Yeah, I've so some of these guys that talk about gross, it's like you can't take them you can't take what they say too seriously i mean come on yeah and different life experience lead people to talk different ways that's just what it is you know some people use certain words for things that other people find disgusting you know and it's sometimes regional you know it's uh, it's almost like soda and pop in some ways like (laughs) but it's just dirty words you know like for some people cunt isn't that bad of a word some people say the word cunt a lot. For some people, mm-hmm. it's the worst word. It's the most, like, it's, it's what you, like everything, the only value of anything is what you assign to it. Mm-hmm. So people try to act like we're all supposed to assign the same value to everything, but that's not the way it is. You know, there are certain words for me that, uh, you know, I did a, a stupid joke about it at one point, but um, somebody mentioned the Heimlich maneuver once and it triggered me a little bit because I had to get the Heimlich when I was in first grade and it it took me to a place mentally that I didn't want to be in but once I thought about it it was funny to be like you know and I was so proud of myself because I was like I got triggered I know (laughs) but it was over something that like to anybody else it would be like you know so you expect people not to mention the Heimlich maneuver when Mm -hmm. you're in the room like that's the way I see all of these things that people make such a big deal of somebody used to bully me because they used to use the word fag so now every time I hear the word fag, it just triggers me and I get, you shouldn't say it. No. no, you need to hear the word fag more than anybody else. So you desensitize yourself to I it. I was just going to say that. Yeah, because I think you have to allow yourself to be triggered. Uh-huh. The more you're triggered, the more you get used to it. It's kind of like when you're afraid of bridges. It's, it's like just go on the fucking bridge. Just get the fear over it. You know, yeah you always that's how I started yeah. doing stand up or why I moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. was because I had stage fright. The only way yeah. to get rid of that stage fright was to do it over and over and yeah. over. 
to where it's nothing, you know, and that's yeah. where I'm at now. And I could have stayed, you know, just I write jokes at home, <laughs> you yeah. know, like I write jokes in my spare time, and every once in a while I send them to. Yeah, that's how I Reader's was. Reader's Digest or <laughs> whatever the new school version of that would be. <laughs> that's how I was, too. Like, I started stand-up because I wanted to learn how to be social. I went through I went through probably 90% of my life not talking. Yeah, my you're just... Uh, Sorry. In your shell? Yeah, my whole life I was the quiet kid that sat in the back of the class and just drew... Or they, or they would, like, occasionally laugh at stuff every once in a while. So for me to be here doing stand-up, it's very surreal. And I also had, like, a, an anxiety disorder that was so bad to the point where I couldn't even move sometimes, you know? I would sit in the back of the classroom, and everyone would be handing in their tests. You know, everyone would be getting up. And I would have anxiety that was so crimple, crippling that I, c- I physically could not get up. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't do it. And know? so you just started forcing yourself. Yeah, right. That's great. That's and exactly was, what you're yeah. supposed to do. And in college, this one guy was like, oh, you know, I do you know, an open mic night. And I was like, out of nowhere, I don't know what, I don't know what gave me this idea, but I was just like, you know what? I'm going to find out where that is, and I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. And I haven't stopped, you know? So. Yeah, well, thank God you did that and didn't write a blog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's where I was, and that's where I probably probably would have stayed. Because that's, that's how I found out that I was funny. Because I would blog online. I would just sit there on my computer in the fucking dark like a loser. When you're on Tumblr, you're not on Tumblr for five hours. You're on there for days and weeks and months. Yeah, and I'm not you young enough to have no gone life. through the Tumblr. Like, I yeah. know that it's a whole thing and a whole community, and these mm-hmm. people really, uh, it, it doesn't seem healthy the way it's these not, people talk really about isn't. it. Because it's like in some cases where it's like you should be out hanging out with kids yeah. your age and seeing what the world's really like. Because a lot of people don't understand this and this is going to sound ridiculous to some people, but there are a lot of people living so much of their lives online that they really think that that's what the world is. Mm -hmm. Like they really believe that. And I know such, I've been able to see it to such extremes. That's why I talk, why I talk about it sometimes is because I have some days where a lot of people hate me online really hate it. me <laughs> yeah you've seen it i'll peek every <laughs> once in a while i'm like oh what's going on yeah they <laughs> really hate me so if i were to stay m- in my apartment and just pay attention to that i would think that everybody hates me but mm-hmm. i always just go straight to the comedy store or to the closest open mic i just go somewhere just because i i do everything while people are hating me online mm-hmm. you know people think i'm at home arguing with them i'm at the gym <laughs> i'm like uh-huh. you know <laughs> getting groceries <laughs> i'm just doing it in between shit you know talking to friends and then like <laughs> checking the wording with uh-huh. a friend every once in a while you think, you think that makes the point <laughs> you know mm. like <laughs> I live a lot of life, you know, so, but like if I really just stayed home, I've had days where I've, you know, spent a good part of the day just by myself Mm -hmm. and like in my head, I'm thinking like, you know, well, it really seems like a lot of people hate me today. And then I go out into the world and I'm like, oh yeah, complete opposite. Everybody loves me like always. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, for me, like I remember when I would get hate online and I would actually believe it. 
mm-hmm. because I didn't talk that much in high school. It's weird. Like I didn't have that many friends. But the second I got out of high school, people started looking at my blog. I started looking at my stuff online. I started getting all this feedback that I never got. Like people started saying all this stuff to me that they would have never said to my face when I was in high school. Yeah, no, that's... And all of a sudden it was like right in my face. And I was just like, you know what? If if people hate, if people are choosing to hate this fictionalized version of me that they have in their head, then go ahead. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to live my life. I'm going to protect my vibes and... Fuck it. Who cares? That's exactly <laughs> the way I yeah. feel about it. It's just the vibes I have are a lot worse than yours. <laughs> 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 I protect my vibes too, but yeah. <laughs> I think you have like good vibes coming out of you. My vibes are all over the place. <laughs> yeah, you really, that's really what it comes down to. You just have to protect your vibes. If somebody's coming at you and they're angry, you don't have to be a part of that. You don't have to be a part of someone's... You don't have to be an extra in someone's scene. You know? If oh, someone, I agree with that. If someone is angry with you online, you don't have to look at that shit, first of all. I, <laughs> I remember I saw this screen cap of a Tyler, the, the creator tweet. It mm-hmm. was, was kind of horrible. It was like, man, if you kill yourself online, like, I don't feel sorry for you. Just fucking close your computer. or so, It was something like that. It was... No, I don't know if he said if you kill yourself, but it was something like... I don't feel sorry for bullies. It's like, just close your laptop. Yeah. If it's that bad, just like fucking, you can turn it off. Like, yeah, <laughs> you don't have to look at it. These people aren't right in front of you. You know, the block button is my friend. Right. I don't mind that at all. I don't consider that to be a cheap move in life. If somebody's not saying anything productive and all they're trying to do is tear you down, block I, Exactly. physical threats, block, um, yeah. what, you know, like any of that stuff that they're trying to do. It's like, cool mm-hmm. block. I don't need to hear you. Yeah. And that's why I don't get about the celebrities that fire back at people. It's like, look, I'm not doing shit with my life, and I couldn't care less what people online think of me. If I have millions of dollars, I'm working. You think I'm going to care what Jim Bob in in Akron, Ohio thinks? Hell no. <laughs> yeah, it's my social media after I make it turns into North Korea. Yeah. Anybody yeah. that doesn't think I'm a god doesn't need to exist. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Or they die. <laughs> That's what's happening on my social media once I make it. <laughs> my boyfriend's like cracking it. <laughs> 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 Laughing into his Dasani. <laughs> Sponsored by Dasani. Yeah, I'm Dasani guy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till Dasani's sending me this by the case. <laughs> It'll be Dasani They'll for be everybody. Like, we heard you were thirsty. <laughs> 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 like, by some fucking yeah, I'll be acting turn. like it's fucking NASCAR around here with the fucking Dasani. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kayla. Well, uh, it was really nice actually getting to know you better than just when we say hi to at uh, garage. I know. Yeah, this is this was our first conversation. Yeah, you make <laughs> more sense now because I had yeah. I had assumed you either didn't like me because I wasn't no. like feminist type or that you were um, what's it called? Um, there was another option. It wasn't just a bitch either. No, you know, you know what the thing is about me? Everyone, everyone says I have this, like, I don't think you would like me I, or I have this intimidating look because I just don't, I don't know. I don't I know. I guess I had a weird, like, I had a, here's the thing I, I would say. Um, I thought maybe you were just standoffish, which I don't I consider a bad time. thing. I just, like, when people are standoffish, I'm more like, you know, I'll let them come no. around when they want. I'm just, in, I'm just, I think a lot. I'm an introvert. I'm, I'm thinking about 
fucking universes and jokes and puppies and I have ADD so I think about a million things and I'm just in my head that's all it is so yeah. if anyone do sees yourself me a favor mic, and don't try to change that shit <laughs> just be yeah. you like th- there's nothing worse than trying to make people happy yeah. you know what I mean let people continue to think you're aloof or whatever they think in their head that again that's like goes back to your thing yeah. that's them projecting and what they want yeah. it to be so like just yeah. keep being you because I, w- I, I, I see so many people like changing for every mm-hmm. person that they meet. And it's kind of like, OK, well, who are you now? Yeah. You know, like now you're just this person that tries yeah. to please everybody. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with being in your head. I don't even know. And I probably shouldn't say this, but I don't even know if I technically believe in ADD. I mean, like people have told me I'm oh, ADD and I'm real. like, how the fuck is it my fault? You don't know how to tell a story. Like, <laughs> I'm not paying attention because you're not that interesting. <laughs> it's not <Yeah>. about. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I just, I'm just, I just keep to myself. You know, as Jade from America's Next Top Model said, this is not America's Next Best Friend. I'm here to do my thing and leave. And that's, <laughs> I mean, I'll say hi and bye, but. You yeah, know, the gay I, version of that is from RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. This ain't Ru- RuPaul's best friend race. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> It's like I'm there to do comedy. All the fucking queens can quote that, and I just fucked it up. Now I'm going to get read by the gay community. (laughs) God damn it. Read (sighs) her. The library is open. I'm going to get dragged online. (laughs) All right. Well, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Beerita Hayworth. It's a play on uh, Rita Hayworth's name. Beerita Hayworth? Beerita Hayworth. And you can find me on Facebook at Kayla Bernadette. Kayla I'm, Bernadette. Yeah, I, I'm trying to not really do the social media thing, but. <laughs> do you have um, old school a Facebook like page, or are you just a regular f- um, friend page? And yeah, just a regular friend page. If I know you, fucking add me. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> you should get a like page. That way you don't have creeps knowing your personal information. Your like page that. can be nothing but comedy. And then your personal page can be personal. I don't know. I have a whole, th- I have a whole weird thing about like pages. I don't, I don't need it. I don't know. Nah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're ending Unbothered by Tyra Vera on a negative note. Yeah. <laughs> Love and light, everyone. Tried to, give, tried to give a little bit of advice and uh, got shot, <laughs> shut down. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Stay you, Kayla Bernadette. Stay you. I'll be stuck in the 60s. I can be found at America's Favorite Fag, everybody. Thanks for listening to Unbothered by Tyra Vera. Thank you, Kayla. You're welcome.